Welcome to Good Morning, the podcast on a mission to open up the conversation around grief and loss with honesty and humour. Hosted by Sally and Imogen, we interview interesting guests to hear how losses shape their lives. Join us as we laugh, cry and drop the odd F-bomb. Welcome back to the Good Morning Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Grief Tip Tuesday. This... <laughs> you know this reminded me of this. Sorry. Oh my God. How was I... Chomping snap. at the bit again. <laughs> like you always, Let me on the mic in. You always open it up. So now it's my, it's my time to shine. It's your turn, no. Soz, mate. You go for it. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back. And this week's episode, we're talking all things grieving in the workplace, uh, which can be a really difficult thing to navigate. So we did a poll on our Instagram. We love a poll on our Instagram. And a while ago, and about bereavement leave. And it seems that across the board, in many different countries, we do not get enough time off after a big loss. And it can be a common occurrence for people to push their grief aside in order to just get back to the workplace and simply make it through the day and I think we underestimate like we spend so much of our lives at work and when we experience a big loss like some people have you know only a couple of days off before they then have to go back to work some people are able to take a couple of weeks a couple of months but as we all know you know we're still in the thick of grief after a few months you know it's 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 a it does not give you enough time to process no, anything not at all and um i after mum died i had a month back in the uk and then had a month off in australia but even then when i went back it was you know it was i i, I weirdly coped okay when i went back i kind of almost was firing on all cylinders but i think that was an avoidance when i look back now as avoiding it because I was like, this is weird. Like I'm actually like, <laughs> you know, doing all right. Really productive. Yeah, really productive. But that for me, I think was a coping strategy. But it was still like, it was really difficult transitioning back as well. And like, you know, you've just gone through this like massive loss. And then you kind of then have to try and like pick things back up as if things were normal. And like, yeah, it's a, it's a massive thing. I think we don't talk about it enough, like how to manage grief and work because we, yeah, we're thrown back into work and then, you know, the day-to-day grind, but quite often our world has changed. So hopefully this episode, some of the experiences might resonate with you and some of the tips might help as well. Yes, and with parts of Australia opening back up again at the moment, definitely in Sydney, we've just sort of had a little bit of freedom come back. And I think in the UK as well, people are starting to transition back into the office now. And I think in some parts of the States as well um, and across the world. So people are, you know, after like a long time in lockdown, I think people are starting to actually physically go back in into the office. And then obviously there are lots of jobs that have been in, you know, in the workplace throughout this whole time it can also bring up all sorts of social anxieties as well when you've been used to kind of working from home in your own environment for so long too like I know yeah lots of people are feeling anxious about going back into work just from being in lockdown and then adding grief as well can be yeah yeah because I think when you're working from home or you're in a job where you don't have to do much social interaction like you can sort of some people might find it easier just to kind of get on with their grief because they're not having to sort of interact and explain themselves to others but I think when we are in like a busy work environment and we're trying to process grief 
it's an added layer um and sometimes it can be good for some people but also it can be a challenge as well I guess it depends on the team that you have around you right yes so yeah so if you are transitioning back into an office environment or if you're just working and grieving then we really hope that some of these um, tips do help you and give you some support for when you're in the workplace or if you're working from home or just working in general so a couple of tips that we've put together for you um, before we jump into the other bits of advice from our community is try if you're supporting somebody in the workplace try not to ignore or downplay their loss because quite often I think we are afraid to mention their loved one's name but actually sometimes it's the one name they really want to hear and I think if you ask questions about them the person that's died it shows that you're keeping their memory alive and I know for me when um, I think when I went back to work a coping mechanism for me was talking about my mum and mentioning her a lot and I think my colleagues at first were probably thinking wow like they're probably a bit taken aback that Mm. I was that I was mentioning my mum they might have I think they assumed that I probably didn't want to talk about her but for me it was a way of coping by by talking about her so whether you're going back to work or you're supporting somebody who is um, in your workplace who's lost someone say their name don't be afraid to say it and if you are supporting somebody in the workplace as well if they do bring up their loss then don't change the subject just be a listening ear you don't have to offer a solution you don't have to offer any advice just actively listen that can be a really good way to support somebody and also try not to be judgmental um don't judge what they are saying or what's going on for them and don't believe that they should be over it by a certain time because there's no timeline to grief and they're all great points there's actually something like after loss, there's something called presenteeism that can show up, which I found so interesting. Um, so we might be physically present, but our minds are not necessarily on the job, so to speak. And so we might find that we are spending, you know, all of our mental energy thinking about our person or the circumstances surrounding what happened to them or the implications of everything, you know, in the future. And I know that's something like, I have struggled with a lot. I'm constantly ruminating in my mind. Um, It is getting a little bit easier, but I know it can be a really common thing. And especially after a traumatic loss, um, ruminating is, is a big problem. So if you are responsible for others, communicate that you understand they may take a little longer to get things done. Or if you're able to even lighten their workload a bit or strip some responsibilities back for a period of time, um, that could be a really good idea and really helpful as well. And maybe even offer to be, you know, a second pair of eyes on emails or important documents or things just in case they, they miss anything. Um, but yeah, those, those sorts of little tips are really great for managers um, who are trying to support someone in, in the workplace. And I love um, what Amber from the Grief Gang said a while back when she started a new job. I think she put oh, up yeah. a stories where she was like, at what point, you know, do you tell them that you're you know your loved one has died and she's like I just I just fucking did it just ripped yeah. it off like a band-aid or something didn't she that's so right yeah so Amber if you guys aren't already familiar with Amber from the grief gang she's amazing but she um put a story up and she said that she was like guys I started my new job today and I just did it I just said it in the bag in the bag she's like back back of the net my mum's dead <laughs> Dun, I love so much. and it's so true though because sometimes you're like you know it's hard to say it but just be more like Amber and just just, yeah. just say it. Rip off the Band-Aid. 
Um, and also, if you don't know what to say and you're su- trying to support someone, love if you're listening this and you're trying to support someone, that is amazing. Thank you so much. We need more people like you in the world. Um, acknowledgement is much better than saying nothing. So you could say things like, I'm sorry, how can I help you? Um, is there something practical that I could do for you to, you know, lighten your workload? Um, just let them know that you're thinking of them. Say, I want you to know that I care about you very much and that I'm here for you because it's really good to have a support person that you can go to at work. Um, just that person that you can, yeah, grab to go for a walk if you need to and have a cry with and just, just yeah, talk to. Definitely. Definitely. It's, um, yeah, it's good to sort of identify somebody that can kind of be your go to um, in the workplace. And then they kind of know that if you need them, you can give them, you know, a nudge or um, they sort of know that they can play that role for you. If you do have somebody that can do that, that can really help. Because sometimes, as we all know, like a fire warden, but yeah. like a grief warden, <laughs> a grief warden. <laughs> they can wear a high vis vest. That'd be a good job, wouldn't it? And the, and the cap. Yeah. I remember I was a grief, the, not the grief warden, I was a fire warden <laughs> once, but I was a terrible fire warden. But like, I think that sometimes grief bombs can hit, can't they? And out of nowhere. And if you're in in the workplace, like it's good to have someone that can just be that extra support for you. So if anyone wants to take up the job of grief warden, (laughs) (laughs) it's a new role that we're assigning people to. Um, And then we've got some tips here from Katrina Weller, who is a grief and workplace wellness coach. Hi, Katrina. Um, So her tips are, she says, a big part of managing grief in the workplace comes down to the employer and the business to actually allow space for someone to do what they need to do. But sadly, they don't always do that, which means we can't sometimes always action our needs. But if your workplace actually does hold space for this, then my advice for you if you're grieving at work would be just open communication so like we said earlier if you can um you know talk to um your boss or if you can talk to someone and let them know what's going on for you and how it is impacting you um so say if you're suffering with concentration or you're finding it really hard just to get on top of your workload i think just being open with your boss or your hr department so they know what's going on is really key um she says know that it's your choice um if people know your situation or not it's not up to your employers um so it's up to you how much you would like people to know and I think sometimes um, I know when my mum died my boss sent an email round or and let the team know what had happened she took me off all email communications and she told the team you can contact contact Sal but not for a few weeks just let That's her amazing yeah my like shout out to cassette PR because they were really good I think regular breaks are also good like especially when you're first you know transitioning back into the workplace like don't push yourself don't push yourself and that's Katrina's advice as well um she says suggest a safe word with your colleague or boss so if you need a moment to breathe or you just need to take time for yourself like have you know a sort of word that you can communicate with your boss and I think that's a really good piece of advice as well and she says tell people that you're having a griefy day and that you need extra support and I think sometimes like as we all know good grief there are good days and there are bad days and there are days when it just feels really hard so I think if you do have a workplace where you can communicate openly then being honest about what is going on for you um, is a really good idea maybe if you're just open about sort of how it's impacting you and how your grief is showing up then they can support you better 
Yes, it's great advice and great tips. Thank you, Katrina. And Ali says she copes on griefy days at work with aromatherapy and soothing music and daily devotionals on her desk. That sounds like a lovely, cozy place to be. It does. Um, on the topic of daily devotionals, we're having our grief affirmation cards will be ready very soon and these are going to be amazing thing to accompany you at work you can just pull out one of the cards and just hold on to that affirmation for the day they're just such a nice nice comforting thing to have aren't they they are and I think the affirmations are so powerful I know it's been something that we have both um you know really adopted since our mums died and hence why we decided to develop the grief affirmations um because there is power in just telling yourself that you know I'm going to be strong today or it's okay to feel what I'm feeling and just it's yeah it's just a way of comforting yourself and giving yourself another tool to kind of cope with the day ahead Absolutely. So yeah, they've, they're all thoughtfully created based on our experiences with grief and inspired by our community as well. So we, we can't wait to share those with you. So keep an eye out on those. And Tatiana says that transparency is key. That is very important and very true. Hannah agrees. She says, be open and honest and don't be afraid to show your grief. The Life and Times of says, if you have nice co-workers, talk to them. It's so true, isn't it? Like just... Just being honest about your situation and like it's it's it can be really helpful just to have people there that can support you. And Cassidy says, be kind to yourself and take your time. Be open with your employee about your needs. Erica says, answer truthfully if a colleague asks, how are you doing? People don't listen, but at least you're being yourself. I <laughs> love that. It's true that people don't really listen, do they? <laughs> like if you were like really honest with them, like I think people would be like taken aback, you know, when you're having a really griefy day. Like, yeah. But no, it, it is good to, to just answer and just be like, actually, I'm struggling today. And I mean, if people don't sort of acknowledge it, it's still good to own what's going on for you, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe do a, do a little test next time someone asks how yeah. you are. Just be like, I'm not okay. I'm a bit like, make your answer like really super honest and see how they respond. They'll probably be like, oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing for lunch? <laughs> Crying. Yeah. Um, Fee Frost says, speak to your employer so they understand where you're at. And Sarah says, make sure everyone knows it's a part of your story. So I'm feeling a a common theme throughout these tips. It's just let people know, be honest and open about your situation. And don't be afraid to show your grief as well. Yeah. Um, Emma says your managers will forget how you feel. So don't be afraid to tell them what you need. Most of them are probably lucky enough to have no clue how you feel. (laughs) Yeah. So speak up and tell them you need a break or you need support. And I think that is a really good one, Emma, because quite often, um, if they haven't experienced a loss themselves, then they might not really realise how grief can impact you at work. And we spoke about this in our last episode around grief brain fog. But, you know, it is it can be really hard to concentrate. We can forget things. We can just generally feel like we're wading through water. We can feel tired. We can feel just really foggy and heavy. And that can massively impact us when we're trying to get through our workload we might be slower than normal. We might forget things. It might be even hard to just digest one email. Like, you know, it might take us ages just to get through our inbox. Um, so I think if you can tell your managers how you feel and what you need, if you can identify ways that they can support you or just be just just tell them what's going on. I think that is um that is a really good piece of advice. And also I do think that some people might forget that grief is long term and 
after the initial weeks, you know, they might think that you might be over it or might be able to cope and they might not realise that this ain't this ain't a two week stint. Yeah, well that's the one of the one of the things that we sort of learnt from grieving ourselves is that grief is a is a process. It's a lifelong process. And I think unless you are experiencing it yourself, people assume that it's a task a task to be completed. Like, mm. you know, you can grieve and then you stop grieving and then you get on with your normal life, but it's it's not it at all. It's not. And I think with managers and colleagues, you know, in a way, if you can help them help you by being open about what's going on um, or maybe asking them if you can have like a look at like, you know, working from home a few days a week, if that if you're back in the office and you think that might help you cope more or if you can look at like, you know, re kind of reworking your to-do list or what's on your plate or your your responsibilities at work that might not always be possible but I think if it is getting too much or you are struggling definitely like reach out to them and let them know that you do need support because otherwise sometimes you can just sit there and not say anything and like no one's going to understand but you might be surprised their response yeah and if you're an avoidant like me in some situations send them an email that's a good thing to do. Like if you if you can't like muster up the energy to go and talk to them face to face, um, just yeah, just put it in writing. Or speak to your HR department. Yeah, if you have one. And on the flip side of all of those wonderful tips, Cup of Tea says, let people know your comfort zone and if it's okay to talk to talk to you about it or not. Um, I think this one's really important because People pry, don't they? Mm, yeah, like here we are saying to be open and talk to people about it. But actually, <laughs> Some people might not be comfortable wanting to talk about it and that's totally normal and totally fine as well. Yeah, and you might have a colleague that wants to ask you questions and you might not be up for it. So I think just if you are not up, up for talking about your loss or you want to just, you know, because for some people work is a distraction. It's a place where they can forget about what's, you know, the other things that are happening or it's just like a space where they can just crack on with other things. Then maybe it's having some boundaries in place as well yeah you can have a fuck off i'm grieving sign on your desk (laughs) one of those like badges like you know like it's like those um on the london underground the baby on board baby on board yeah grievers on board (laughs) watch out for our merch shop dropping soon (laughs) i think this is a really important one to talk about because not all of us are actually comfortable talking about loss at work and so I wanted to share some tips on what you could say if you have got like a prying colleague or someone's asking you about what happened or about your person and you don't feel comfortable talking about it. So hey, fuck off. <laughs> no, don't say that. You might get fired. You could you could say that. That would be a very in thing to say, wouldn't it? <laughs> Um, so things that you could say if you wanted to like set a boundary and kind of establish, you know, look. I'm not comfortable talking about this without saying F off. <laughs> but I mean, you could say that depends what your workplace is like. Um, you could say things like, I'm not doing so great today, but please feel free to keep asking because it means a lot. Or to be honest, this week has been really difficult for me, but knowing you care how I, how I feel means a lot to me. Or I appreciate you asking how I am. I'm not doing well, but I do have support and someone to talk to. Or I'm not sure how I feel right now. I'm not ready to talk, but I do appreciate you asking. Or finally, the situation has been hard for me. Although I don't want to talk about it, please keep checking in. Good suggestions. 
Millie says, don't hang around if you are not supported. I quit and it was the best thing. We had a couple of um, people write in saying that same thing as well. Like feeling like it was just a huge relief when they just decided to leave the place that weren't supporting them. And like if you're able to. Yeah, I mean, Alice from The Grief Sofa, I know that she, um, which is a great podcast, um, shout out to Alice and Lucy, um, but Alice mentioned that, yeah, she, her workplace really weren't supportive with her grief, and so um, she left, and it's been one of the best things that she's ever done, and a real game changer for her, so um, it's not always, I know it's not always possible just to get up sticks and leave, but, you know, if you do feel that there is, there isn't the support that you need, then it is, you know, don't be afraid either to look for something else. Yeah, good advice, Millie. On this point, actually, I think it's really important to acknowledge that a lot of people don't have supportive work environments and it can make coping with grief at work incredibly hard. Um, So people may fall silent or ignore the situation and sometimes managers might think that the best thing to do is not to talk about your loss and this can actually leave you feeling quite isolated, can't it, Sal? It can. It really, really can. And, you know, I think when our loss isn't acknowledged at work, it can lead to what um, Julia Samuel, who is amazing, and she's a psychotherapist specializing in grief. Um, she calls it a conspiracy of silence surrounding death. So rather than supporting the person who is grieving, it can actually just leave them feeling isolated and can do more harm than good. And um, we've got some tips here from Nikki Saar, who is the founder and CEO of My Muse, which aims to like change the way cancer is seen and managed in the workplace. And she's doing some really amazing things in supporting um, people who are going through cancer or maybe supporting someone who is. She's doing really, really wonderful things. And she shared some tips about... Um, what to do if you are dealing with an unsupportive work environment. And she says, if you have tried to talk to them about what what is going on for you, know that you can discuss it with HR and the leadership team as legally they do need to support employees. Yes, and it's important to know that as well that if you are feeling unsupported in the workplace, that they actually have a duty of care towards you too. Rachel says, listen to your body, rest when you're tired, a bit hard when you're at work, I'm just snoozing at my desk, um, cry when it's there and heal at your own pace. Um, but even just, yeah, lunchtime, just go and have a little nap in the car. Holy shit. There is the biggest cockroach on the mirror right now. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ah, mate, it's, it's, gone? it's gone inside your wardrobe. <laughs> okay. I can't put my feet on the ground. Guys, I'm not even kidding you. This cockroach is like the size of a cat. It just crawled up in his mirror. Oh my god! You were just like pointing something. I'm like, what is it? What is it? Do you want? Should we pause while we get the cockroach? Or okay. We carry on. What do you want to do? Um, let's carry on. And if it pops its head out again, we might have to stop this. <laughs> it's massive, mate. Oh, creepy crawlies. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry guys. Australian problems. <laughs> yeah. So far out. I can't put my feet on the ground. Um, Laura Lee says I usually go to the bathroom and have a big silent cry. Otherwise, people pry. Yeah, see, we were saying people do pry. People love a good pry. Paige says, it's okay to take time out if you need it. Find a person you can talk to on the bad days. Like, get the grief warden. And Lauren says, this one is good, five, four, three, two, one method. So I hadn't heard of this before, actually. No, I hadn't. Yeah, so she says uh, you identify five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear and two you can smell and one thing that you can taste and it keeps your mind occupied and works in calming you down and go for a walk too if you're able to that's i've never heard of that but that sounds like a really good 
uh, method. Might be one to write down on a sticky note because it might be hard to remember all those things if you're suffering you were, from like grief brain. Oh, yeah, when your brain's foggy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so go back and... Oh my God, holy think, shit. Hang on. Oh, my God. Did it just fly? I, I think it just That's flew just down. Flew. Oh, my God. It's on the ground. Okay, hang on. Okay, we're just going to okay, pause gonna this. Bye. Hang on. All right, we're, we're back, guys. <laughs> we are back. Just a bit of drama there. Whoa. It was, it was massive, wasn't it? it? Honestly, guys, we'll take a pic- we've taken a picture so you can see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put it up on our story. Add it in the show notes. Oh, God, this is like, this is just working from home vibes, isn't it? You just got to yeah. roll with it. Like, I'm living in Australia. They're everywhere. cockroach attack. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where were we? So five, four, three, two, one method. Yes. So go back and like write that method down and I think just have it on like a sticky note on your desk um, because I think, yeah, it can be really helpful. And Des had actually written in and agreed with Lauren and they said that they do the five, four, three, two, one method as well. And um, it helps them if they're at their desk and can't stop thinking. So she'll hit print on whatever she's on and walk to the printer or go fill up her cup as well. So just go and like, just get get away from your desk and go and do something when you're feeling really overwhelmed too can help. Yeah, that's a really good piece of advice. And Jonna says, be patient with yourself. Do what you have the energy to do and be honest about how you feel. I think practicing patience with yourself is is key, especially if you're maybe not motoring along at the same pace you could before. Just just be kind to yourself and know that you know you're you're dealing with grief and it can be mentally and physically exhausting. So don't be hard on yourself if you're not powering through like you could before. Verity says walk away from your desk, do activities with your hands to distract your mind, and I agree with Verity. Just take a break because I think sometimes we can just be so busy that we're like, just put we just push through. Um, and actually, sometimes if you take a two minute break, go outside, take a few deep breaths, it can actually reset and you can kind of get on with the rest of what you're doing with a bit more focus. Um, Josie says, find people who can support you and that you feel open talking to when grief comes up. So if you do have a supportive, like, you know, office or your colleagues are supportive, then yeah, find your grief warden, guys. Um, and Jay Harris, 1986 says, try deep breathing and only try and do one task at a time. Be gentle on yourself as well. See, that's the amazing thing about breathing is you can do that at your desk and no one will know what you're doing. Just do some like deep breathing exercises. Little, you can even meditate at your desk and no one will know. Yeah, That's the wonderful thing about meditation. Um, and then this final one here is from um, L. Deplines. Idle Pines. Idle Pines. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Idle Pines says um, that each year they book annual leave for the anniversary of their mum's passing. Um, and I think that's another really good point. Like when there are milestones coming up, you know, birthdays, death anniversaries, you know, or any day that was significant to you and your person, I think it's just good to just just know that it might not be a good day for you so if you can take it off or if you can let your you know workplace know um that's really important because sometimes the last thing that you might feel like doing is is being in the office or being at work on those days and we've done an episode on milestones before but even the lead up to those days can be quite overwhelming as well even if you don't take time off, just letting people know what's coming up because, you know, you might not be feeling yourself or you might be feeling it might be extra hard to um, get through the day. So I think even if you don't take time off, um, if you've got like an anniversary coming up, just letting people know what day it is um, because you might be feeling super griefy Um, and then setting aside some time for self-care as well. And by self-care, we don't mean like, you know, just uh, putting a face mask on, but just setting aside some time after work to like recharge your batteries. So whether that is like 
doing some meditation or being outside in nature, going for a walk or getting an early night, just doing things that are going to really aid you and help you mentally and physically is important if you can. So yeah, because we're living in times now where I think a lot of us can get quite distracted just scrolling mindlessly on our phones, which is actually overstimulating our our minds and it can be draining like I find like you know Mm. if I'm um in the week in the evening if I'm looking on my phone into the evening so like let's say like past like seven eight o'clock it actually impacts my sleep and I feel really drained so I try and like put my phone to bed and I actually feel like it it does keep me like more energized and I feel fresher so yeah if that's something that might help you guys as well um especially when you're trying to navigate grief and work then maybe try it maybe try and put your phone on airplane mode from like 9 p.m yeah great advice thanks guys another wonderful episode of grief tip tuesday and we love all of your contributions so thank you to everyone who sent in their tips and experiences and we will be back next week with another episode of grief tip tuesday and i think this episode will be forever now known as cockroach gate cockroach gate (laughs) oh god thank you so much guys for listening and we hope that some of these tips will um help you if you are at work and you're navigating grief or maybe look if you know somebody or you want to share with others how to support send it to your boss yeah send it to your (laughs) friends like this might be good for people who want to know how to support other people who are grieving in the workplace and get a better understanding of how it can affect you so um yeah if you know someone that might benefit from listening to this podcast please spread the word about good morning and just a reminder we have set up a a private facebook group as well if you need some extra support or know someone who does it's called good morning grief community and you can find that on facebook and it's a really great and comforting supportive environment for you to come and share your grief Lots of love, guys, and we'll see you soon. Bye.